Welcome to Katie on the Couch. I'm Katie Nicole, and here on my couch, we talk to people from all walks of life about confidence, body image, self-esteem, and provide tips and insights from their experience to give to you. So take a cuppa and enjoy. Hi everybody, welcome to Katie on the Couch. My name is Katie Nicole, and today we have an amazing person to be able to join us on the couch here today. She's dialing in from, are you still in Brisbane, Emma? Is that where you're dialing in from? Yep, Brisbane. She's from Brisbane, Queensland. She is, uh, she's 33, she's a mum of three, she has a 10-year-old daughter, an 8-year-old daughter and a, and a 2-year-old son. She's gone through a lot in her life. I've known Emma ever since, oh gosh, I reckon we must have been about, how old are we? 11, 12? 12. 12. Yeah, 12. So I've known Emma for, you know, 22 odd years, it's been a long time. I've known each other for a very, very long time. So please welcome to the couch for today's interview, Emma Matthews. Hey, Hi. Emma. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So just to give a bit of a brief for any of you guys who haven't actually listened to the podcast or watched the YouTube show before, this is an opportunity to come. I invite people to come sit on my couch, either virtually or actually, and, and just have a conversation about body image, confidence, self-belief, it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about. It's something that I believe in so much that that it, it inspires me to talk to people like yourself, Emma, who have gone through a journey where you perhaps used to not like yourself and have come to a point where you've grown to love yourself. So yeah. I'd love to pick your brain for the next little while if, if, if you certainly don't mind. Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. So, so tell me, what, um, you, you shared a little bit of your story with me in terms of, you know, you were a happy child, that perhaps turned into an uh, like a self-hating teenager with with eating disorders and drug use. Tell us a little bit about your story, Em. Um, I came from a, like a pretty happy family. My parents were divorced, as a lot are, unfortunately. Um, but my mum was always a very good role model, you know, um, with her positive body image and all that. She um, she was always very healthy, very active. Um, you know, never never really focused too much on physical appearance. So, you know, when it came to positive role models, I did have one from her, but then when I became a teenager, I had, I guess the pressure of teenage years, yeah. sort of, you know, and, and, and the desire to fit in. Yep. Um, as you know, I moved to Canberra when I was 12, yep. um, when we met, and I think being an outsider, Canberra is a fairly close-knit community yeah. um, and it is it is very clicky in a lot of ways. Mm. I had the desire to fit in yeah. you know, and, and then wasn't exactly sure who I was, who I wanted to be, which is, you know, a normal part of growing up. Yeah. Um, but also really hard when you've just moved towns and, and not only moving towns but moving into a brand new high school as well. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was very overwhelming. You know, I, I sort of came from a fairly small town to Canberra, which was huge. Like, it was the biggest school I'd ever seen, you know. And, um, yeah, I guess it just sort of took its toll. And the pressures of society to be a certain way came over me and, and I got confused with... Um, 
what I thought my self-identity was, what I thought boys wanted. Yeah. I think that was a big part of it. Um, trying to be what men wanted. Wow. And if I was what men wanted, then I was accepted. Yeah. Then I, that was my identity, you know, chasing that, does he like me, you know, kind of thing. And what do I need to do to gain that attention? Because the way that I felt self-worth was through the attention of others. Yeah. yeah. And men in particular for you. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I struggled with that for a very, very long time, you know. And, I mean, as you know, I was... Um, I was a stripper for, God, long time, <laughs> a long time, <laughs> you know, and... Just for the record, everyone, not in high school. Not, no, 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 not, not in high school, you know, uh, after high school, yeah. you know, and that didn't help the situation to begin with either, you know, because that fueled more of who I was. My identity was being attracted to men. Yeah. And then you know, now there's a transaction that there's literally a financial worth on how pretty you are or how attractive you are. If that's right. If they like you, then they'll give you more money. Yeah, that's right. And if I had a bad night yeah, yeah. and there wasn't a lot of money around, there went my self-worth, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, but in saying that, as I grew and aged and evolved, I guess, as a person, I think I, I changed with that and I actually found a lot of power with stripping. Nice. You know, and I don't ever regret doing it because it did teach me a lot about myself yeah. and a lot of the people I met were amazing, you know. I made some fantastic friends. Yeah. Um, but I just think that it's... It was difficult as a young girl already not being confident in myself, yeah. you know, and as I grew, I sort of changed the way I viewed things um, and I think that came a lot um, after I had children okay. because I wasn't perfect, yes. you know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't a size eight. I didn't, you know, I wasn't all tight and little and, you know, I had stretch marks, I had saggy boobs, I had, you know, a, everything that comes with, you know, being pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and after I had my first daughter, I went back to dancing. Okay. And that was a challenge because I had to learn how to still be sexy and all of that when I wasn't perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, and pardon? You embrace all the all the all the so called flaws. Yeah, yeah. And through that I discovered that men don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't care if you've got stretch marks. They don't care if you've got a bit of cellulite. Yeah. You know, a couple of wrinkles. They don't care. <laughs> Women care. Women care. Men don't care. <laughs> And, and and ladies, just just to put it out there, and here's the thing, and and I, I I'm a bit cautious at, at this topic here because relying on on what anyone thinks of you, irrelevant if it's good or bad, is not necessarily a great thing. But also realizing that all this stuff that we make up in our heads about 
yeah, about men not liking us or about, um, you know, it, it's us. And, and in fact, for most of the part, if we look at each other's cellulite or each other's stretch marks, we don't care either. No. They're wonderful. You know, I, you know, I, could, I could look at, you know, Emma's stretch marks and go, gorgeous, look at her. But then looks at herself and not necessarily sees it the same way. So it's yeah, great point, Emma, that it's so much of it is just us and our... So much of it is in there, yeah. you know, and um, especially after the, my second daughter, um, I put on so much weight when I was pregnant. So I put on 40 kilos when I was pregnant. Yeah, yeah I did, you know, and... Um, and then after I had my second daughter, I suffered with postnatal depression really badly. Yep. You know, I had a little bit after my first, but after my second, it was it was really really tough. Yeah. Um. It was a very very dark time for me. Um. It. I basically shut out my entire family. Wow. Everybody, my husband, my kids, my new baby. Everybody, I didn't want anything to do with any of them. Oh. And going back to work, I found an escape in that sure. um, and in drug use because it made me feel good. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and going from where I was before to that and I basically had to nearly lose everything. You know, I, you know, my marriage was crumbling around me. My children, I wanted nothing to do with them. You know, and I turned to, to drug use to make me feel better, to make me feel happy, to because it was the only way I could. It's to fill the void, isn't it? It's like there's something deep within inside of you um, to fill that void. I mean, I know for me, drug use was a thing. Quite mediocre drugs, but still, um, but also food was my, my biggest gap filler. Um, yeah. Guilt around the food, so then that's where the bulimia came in. So yeah. You know, shove the food to make myself feel better, feel horrible for having the food, vomit it up, so I can, so I can feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, in my teenagers, as you know, I, I suffered with bulimia, and yeah. you know, it came back to that self worth of, you know, of needing to be a certain person. Yeah. in order to be enough, yeah. you know, and it was a goal that I could never reach no. because the goal that I set myself was so high and so unrealistic yeah. that no matter how skinny I was, well, this can happen yeah. because it still wasn't enough. It's never enough. Because the weight was never the problem. No, no, the weight wasn't the problem. It was everything surrounding the weight. That's right. You know, it was that the weight was an excuse. The weight was a tool that I used yeah. to con to try and control my self worth. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So after I sort of well, my marriage basically was crumbling. I ended up leaving my husband not for long, and he basically said, "Look, I'm not." I'm not going to let you do this too much. Uh, not you. I'm not going to let you destroy everything. Yep. And Good man. even if you leave, I'm not. I'm going to follow you. Wow. you know, this is worth too much, and this is not who you are. 
And you know what I love about that, Emma, that he, he's not just saying this is worth too much. What he's saying at that moment is you're worth You're worth it. Yeah, and that's exactly what he was saying. You know, for him it was, you know, it, it was if something's worth something, you don't just throw it in the bin. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if it's broken, you repair it. You you get it fixed. You make it better. You you strengthen it. You don't just throw it away. Yeah. Um, to him, you know, and, and that's what our marriage had always been before that. You know, even when it was breaking, you, you fix it. You yeah. don't just go, oh, well, it's broken. Let's just get a new one. That's right. You know. Yeah. Um. So we worked very hard. <laughs> very hard on putting our marriage back together and myself and wasn't easy um, it wasn't easy <laughs> but nothing that's worth it is you know hard work is is what makes it worth it you know and my husband never gave up on me and didn't let me give up on myself wow. You know, he's 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 a great great man. Um but it was it was a challenge and I think I learnt so much about what's really important because all the people that I thought were there and that I thought were real were not. The only thing that I could rely on was myself and my family. Wow. So for me, it was it was a real turning point in my life, and I had to sort of sit back and go, "Who the fuck am I? No. You know, who am I? I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not a size eight blonde, beautiful, you know, model of perfection. I'm not this trophy that men can keep. Yes. Who am I then? Yeah. And I think it was a huge turning point in my life because I had to sort of take time to go, I'm not perfect, yeah. you know, but I'm okay with that. Yes, yeah. You know, that, that and, and it's a hard habit to break. You know, sometimes those little dark thoughts creep back in your head. Yeah. But I think a lot of the time you kind of have to go, put it in perspective. Yeah. You know, I know you're one for talking about perspective and even though things are bad, it doesn't mean it's bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, it, it could always be a lot worse. Yeah. You know, and... Don't confuse a bad day with a bad life. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And I think a big turning point for me was to um, start using my brain <laughs> Which sounds funny. Why not? I totally get it. But I always, I always played the bimbo, always. Yep. You know, and, and I'm, you know, in high school, I was always the bimbo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm not a genius, but I've always been smart. Yeah. I just it's never did it because like that, that whole thinking of wanting to impress the men, we're told that men don't want smart girls. That's right. That's right. Who just you know do what they're told kind of thing. So you follow that path of well, I'll just be, I'll, I'll be dumb because yeah, the yeah, guys happy. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and there was times when I was a teenager, especially that if I did show my intelligence, 
Yeah. Men would get somewhat threatened. Yeah. You know, and now I don't care. <laughs> if my intelligence threatens you, that's not my problem. That's your problem. You know, and I think that's the clarification between a man and a boy. Yeah. You know, a man is not threatened by a woman. Yes. Not, not intelligence, not anything. No. You know, and now I focus on growing my brain and I think it was the best thing that I ever did. Gorgeous. You know, I took took time to figure out what I wanted in life. Yep. And the person that I wanted to be. Love that. You know, and now I'm pretty much who I, who I want to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit where I am and just be who I am forever because I've, you've got to evolve. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's a problem is that people get to a point in life and they're like, I'm happy. I like who I am. I like where I am in life. Now I'm going to stay here. Yeah, rest on the laurels. Yeah. Yeah. You need to keep growing. You need. To, I'm not the person that I was ten years ago. Ten years from now, I'm not going to be this person. Yeah. You know, I'm going to grow. I'm going to change. I'm going to evolve. I'm going to do different things. I'm. You know, I'm going to experience life. Yeah. And grow with life. Life doesn't just stop growing when you're an adult. I I I actually think that that that's part of the problem. Too many of us do stop. Yeah. But also, you know, so many of our, our beliefs are formed when we're really young. So we get into adulthood and we have all these old beliefs, this old shit that doesn't actually, is not relevant to yeah. our But we don't ever stop to go, who the fuck am I? We don't ever stop to go, hang on, what is it that I want? What is it that yeah. I desire? Who am I? What kind of values do I have? What do I stand for? Yeah. And I think people don't, um, maybe because life, they just get comfortable. But for me, when I hit that rock bottom... I was forced to go, who am I? Who am I, yeah. You know, I, I was forced to kind of go, this is not working. Yes. How can I fix this? I, you know? I love that you, that you use the language that you were forced. I feel like I was forced as well. Um, I'm also really conscious that, and, and I want to commend you here, because you actually weren't. You could have kept going down your path. Oh, I could have. You I could have. You, you, you actually, your rock bottom could have gotten lower. <laughs> it could have gotten a lot worse. You know, could have gone a lot, a, a lot further deeper down. So yeah. I commend you for you. You got to a certain point, a, a sticking point for you, where that you felt that you were forced to. I love that you then made the decision to go. You know what? We're going to try something's going to change. I'm not happy, and yeah. I'm the one that's in control of this. So I'm going to figure out how to get happy. That's right. I'm just going to negate the responsibility and say the world's screwed, don't care, pass the heroin, you know, and, and maybe go down a path that, that it was, you know, hectic, that was yeah. lead to a, probably your eventual death, I would have thought. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, if I had not stopped, I would be dead. Yeah. You know, and I know that 100%. Yeah. You know, and I think that you, it's important to focus on things that where you've come from, you know what I mean? I often reflect back for when things were bad for me. Yeah. Yeah, look at who you are now. Yeah. Right? Like I'm not, I'm not out curing cancer or anything like that, but I am worth something. You. You know, I, I am worth it. <laughs> you know, and I think that 
for me, the things that I find worth in are not the things in the mirror. Yeah. You know, it's it's for me it's in here. And you know, here. in here. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have my kids who drive me crazy. <laughs> but they're amazing, you know, and my husband and my family and you know, it's they're so incredible that they are worth something and I am worth something. Absolutely. You know, it it really, really is important to stop focusing on am I too fat? Yeah. You know, am I pretty enough? We've got all these wrinkles going on in here. It's such a waste of time, isn't it? When it is. How much, you can, how much you've got to give in here and up here to worry about, you know, my fat roll seems like such a waste of time to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that comes with age. Hmm. Um, For some people, but, but I, don't, I don't think it's automatic. No. I think you have to work on it. I think, I think it's something that, you know, people go through. That it, I think it is something that comes with age, you know, well, for not for everybody, but for me, yeah. as I've gotten older, you know, I, I know so many people my age who are getting tummy tucks and facelifts and Botox and, you know, this this is my story. Yes, it is. All the, this massive frown on there, that's my kids. <laughs> you know, but that's who I am. You know, my, my wrinkles and my story and my fat rolls and my cellulite and stretch marks and yep. there's more to me than just that. So much more. Right. Yeah, I focus so much now on my brain and I think for me going to university was one of the best things I've ever done. Right. You know, I've... The best thing is you, you, you decided that you were worth it it's a big time commitment, it's a big financial commitment, it's a big energy commitment, and all those things, you didn't commit to the university, it's to you. Exactly, exactly, you know, and I think because I'm doing psychology as well, Yeah. Um, yeah it's as you learn, you apply so much of it to yourself, yep. you know, and you look at the different the brain and, and you think that is so amazing. Yeah. You know, that that is a person right there in your brain and it can do some amazing things. Phenomenal. Yeah. It doesn't care if you've got stretch marks, you know. Your brain doesn't care. It's actually irrelevant. It doesn't exactly. even, it's not even data that is necessary. It's not, like, it's not necessary. It's not even, it. it, it it doesn't see it. It's blind. It doesn't see. It doesn't. Whatever. That's just the yeah. being stretched to get a baby out or to grow hips or whatever it happens to be. It's not anything. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've grown so much just through education. Yeah. And for me, education is so important. Exactly. I try to stress that to my kids too. You know, a ten-year-old. She's nearly eleven, yeah. and. Um, She's starting to go through that difficult teen time and she's so smart. She's so smart, you know, and I would like to think that I have something to do with that (laughs) Uh, because she, I, I try to be as honest with her as I can, 
about everything and I try to teach her to look at things not just from one side but from every side. Nice. You know, she'll come home and she'll say, oh, we learn about this at school and I'll say, that's, that's fantastic. I'm so glad you're learning about that. What about these things? Nice. You know, what about the other side of that? Yeah. You know, she's learning about, um, you know, some amazing artists in art and scientists and as always, they're always old white men. Sure. Yes, of course. Yeah. You know, um, and I said that's great, but what about the women? Like, look at some women artists. Look at some, you know, minorities, some people of colour, some, you know, like there's so much more than just what you're told. And I think yeah. like let's we're, we're so worried about the stretch marks on our on our hips that we that we haven't thought about putting some stretch marks on our brain. Like let's let's stretch the brain. Let's get some freaking strip marks going on in there. Like that's exactly in character and, and allows it to grow. Exactly. It's um, you know, and that's the same with my kids. Like I've I I've decided that I need to be the role model for them. Yep. You know, and if I'm obsessing over my stretch marks and you know the size of my body and the my wrinkles on my face, what's that telling them that they are only worth that? Yep. You know, they are worth the, the things that they will do in their lifetime is incredible. Amazing. You know, they don't need to be focusing on the physical. No. Because there's so much more than that. Much more. You know, it's, it's so funny you say that and, and obviously having known you for 20-odd years, I remember being, um, being a, a kid with you and, and I remember being so jealous of how beautiful you were. Like, I, I, I remember that. I remember, like, because you were just, and are, by the way, just this stunning, beautiful person. And, 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 and physically, I'm going to go there for the moment because there's a point to the story. I remember as we grew up in high school, as life went on, and I started having more contact with stunningly beautiful women, but I noticed that, that this whole beauty is a curse thing. And I only say it's a curse because what I've learned to what I've learned about people like yourself, you're you're one of the examples that I use a lot, Em, um, around this because because people only ever valued you. Even when I was young enough to recognise this, you were only ever valued for what you looked like because you were so beautiful. You know, you 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 did look amazing. So people just valued you for that. They didn't they didn't want to know. They didn't care. They didn't care. They didn't want to know about you. They didn't want to know. And so very quickly you adapted to that to just be pretty. Um, and and I, have a, I have a friend in high school, uh, sorry, in, in college, who was very much the same. She looked like um, Portia de Rossi. Just a oh, I remember her. You remember her, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Like out of control. Holy crap. She, on, on her worst day, she was walking, hung over anything. She couldn't have vomit on her shirt. And men would just talk She was absolutely incredibly stunning. She suffered a similar fate to you because everyone around her valued her from a young age for what that she looked like. Uh, and, and what that created in her, as, as well as you, is this sense of, well, my, uh, the only thing that's important is my outward appearance. Yeah. So then, the beauty monster the beauty that takes your face. Yeah, that's right. That all of a sudden, that was the only worth. And, and it's funny, I think that we certainly live in a culture where, where you do that. We see it everywhere. That, that, that So then if I'm not as beautiful as you, I need to compare myself to you. So therefore, if you don't think you're worthy, then i got to think I'm less worthy because I'm not as beautiful. It's this whole 
in many ways it's getting harder. I would not want to be a teenager now. You know, when we were teenagers, you sort of, we read the odd Dolly magazine or, you know, and you, you there was the girls at school, you know, and what you saw on TV. Now, teenager space, social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, it's, and people are so nasty. Yeah. You can't escape it. Yeah. You, know, you get bullied at school and you come home. When we were a kid, you could shut that door, put some music on and just zone out. Yeah. Now it's um, now it's um, are you taking sorry are you taking that to you okay no 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 same thing um now it's what was I saying um being bombarded you should be able to to, to lock yourself you just go, you go home you could have dinner with your family now it's just constantly bing 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 all the time you know and people are horrible. So then if you could give yourself one piece of advice to your younger self, at what age would you give it and what might it be, can you think? That you would give yourself at a younger a younger version. Ooh, um I think that I don't know, something that I often tell my own daughter and both, both my daughters actually, is that no matter how bad it feels, it will get better. Yeah. You know, and school feels so dark and so heavy. And big. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, and it, it'll pass. Yeah. It will pass and you will grow up and you will accomplish amazing things and you are worth it. Nice. And this is not everything. You know, I think that, I don't know, I just, I could give myself a piece of advice. Yeah, your younger self, if you could go back with the wisdom that you have now and impart something on yourself. Shave your head. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Do it. Yeah, if I could go back to my 15-year-old self probably, I'd say shave your head. Oh, Emma, that is divine. I completely agree. You've given me goosebumps. Isn't it an amazing feeling? Oh, I, and, and I tell you, for, for everyone watching at home, um, Emma probably, how, how many years ago now? Four years? Uh, four years ago, I think, yeah. Um, Emma, Emma raised about five grand, I think, for the Leukemia Foundation. I did it about three years ago. We both went from like long ass hair to bald. Uh, if I can get some pictures of both of us, I will. I'll pop it up in the in the comments if you can look. But I agree with you, Emma. It was the most liberating thing. Because you know what was really what I found really fascinating about that was that, and, and this might scare a lot of people, but I found that I became invisible to men. Yeah. I became invisible to men. The only time men talked to me is when they wanted to talk to me. I. The, the sexuality of me went away for anyone who wasn't interested in who I was. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. And that's, I think that was a huge thing for me too because I was always so about the appearance. Yeah. I'd had short hair before and I'd grown it out for the shave and then when I shaved it off, it was like women attach so much of their identity yeah. to their hair. 
you know, and take that away and what's left is your brain and who oh, you are. Yeah, that's right, yeah, literally, yeah, you're just your head. Just your head, yeah. you know. And I think it it kind of makes you just look at yourself and go, I am more than my hair, yeah. you know. And I know so many women who have said, I could never do that. And I say to them, do it. It will change your life. Okay. It will change your life. Yep. You know, and yeah, if I, if I could say that, I would tell my 15 year old, she wouldn't listen, <laughs> but I'd tell her. <laughs> you know, and my, um, my eldest daughter, last year, she cut her hair very short. She had long elbow length hair, yep. and she cut it very, very, very short with sort of like a pixie cut. And she loved it. She right. loved it. You know, and it was the same for her. She found a lot of empowerment in it, even at 10 years old, you know. and But she did get bullied because of it. Yeah. You know, she got told that, you know, she was a lesbian, you know. And I, mean, I got that a lot. Um, I got that a lot at, say hello. Hi. Did you like, I got Elsa shirt. Hi, Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> Loves Elsa. Um, yeah, and she got bullied. Yep. You know, she got called a lesbian and, and all this kind of stuff. And it did make her stronger. Yes. You know, because especially as a young girl, you know, people would go, why would you let her do that? Not my head. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Such a good point. It's not. It's not your head. And if she wants. No. To, and and all all that we can do as guides, as parents, as whatever happens to be, is to reinforce, reinforce the community that this is just strands of fibre sticking out the top of your scalp. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it, mate. Take my phone. All it happens to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, little one's there. He's, he's okay. What do you do? I know you said when those, those voices kind of, you know, the old habits kind of come back in. How do you, how do you remain, remain on top of it? Because we have all these old conditioning. How do you stay on top of it when no self-doubt or when that lack of confidence or that low self-esteem comes back up and rears its head? How do you manage that? Um, for me, it's, it's about perspective. You know, I try to, you know, and, and it does. And for me, summer's a hard time. You know, everyone's in swimmers and bikinis and shorts and, yeah, yeah, you know, summer bodies are made in winter. Well, my body's made all year round. Yes, that's right. So, um, it was made in the morning, body. actually. That's where my body yeah. is. Yeah. Is it, you know, is your body bikini ready? Well, it's a body. Yeah, really. Bikini, I love bikini. But summer, it always creeps back a lot more in summer for me. I do try to change my perspective, you know, and if that's um, spending the day with my kids, like we, we go uh, bushwalking a lot, you know, and I, I like fresh air outside, kids running around. You know, and like makes me kind of go, this is what it's about. Yeah. You know, or I try to think about people that don't have what I have. Nice. You know, like I have two arms, two legs, 
a relatively healthy body. Yep. Um, you know, I am alive. Yep. I'm breathing. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I can think. I can hug my kids. Definitely. So many people are denied that. Yep. You know, so many people through medical problems or accidents or, you know, um, Ill, you know illness and, and cancer and people don't, you know, I'm 33. I've gotten so much further than some people. That's right. You know, and I guarantee you there's a lot of people who would love to have a body that works like mine. Definitely. Yeah. You know, there are people out there who have so much taken away from them. Yeah. And I know you understand what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. that you need to be grateful because yeah. it can all be gone like that. And I, I think that you're absolutely spot on with that, that when I have my moments, and, and same, I mean, you know, like the, the world's pressure doesn't just disappear simply because we've now learned to love our body. It's, um, there's still times where I'm like, ugh, you know, when, I, when maybe I haven't been able to exercise as much and I'm feeling a bit fat or whatever it happens to be, one of those days, the, the biggest perspective is, is to be grateful for the body that I have. That, that I can walk, that not, not for what it looks like, but for what it does. That That's right. Now, without me even having to think about it, my heart is beating, I'm breathing. I don't even do any of that, but I can see you. I can feel yeah. vocal cords. It's being able to then appreciate the body that I have rather than beat it up for what Yeah. 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 It's, it's, a lot of it is perspective for men. You know, you, you sometimes you do have to drag yourself out. You have moments where it just it gets dark and those thoughts. You know, old old habits are hard to break sometimes. Yeah. You know, and it, it, they creep in. You know, and then and you got to go. No. Yeah. And I I think for me, that's part of the empowerment. Yeah. yeah. That's part of me saying, I know who I am. Yeah. I am strong. I am worth it. Yep. I'm not perfect. Yep. I'm having a bad day, and that's okay. Okay as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. You know, it's okay not to be perfect. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not perfect, and so I'm having a shitty day. Yep. Today I feel that you know, but it's going to be okay. Yep. You know, because it could be worse. Definitely. One of, one of the mantras that I use, particularly in the early days, I still do now, but in the early days of me really reinforcing self-love, was that I love myself even when. So, like, I love myself even when I eat a whole packet of Tim Tams. I love myself even when I haven't gone to the gym for however long. I love myself even when I feel shit. I love myself even when I hate myself. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the journey of empowerment and self-love. You know, people think... Because you're confident and because you advocate for confidence and self-love, that you think you love yourself all the time. That's part of it. Part of it is loving yourself even when you can't love yourself. Yeah. That makes sense. 100%. Yeah. It's the journey, it's the evolution, and, and to me, uh, self-love isn't static, it's a practice. So it's about practicing constantly, continuously. It's a daily thing for me. Um, if, if, if I don't practice self-love and self-care daily, I get depressed in a, in a heartbeat. I, yeah. It only takes me a day to get to yeah. that. I think my life is suck and, and I'm a horrible person. 
Yeah. No, it doesn't. It does creep back. I'm, I freely admit that I'm one that doesn't do a lot of self-care. Yep. And I don't know whether that's just part of being a mother because I know a lot of mums don't. Okay. Um, but I do devote so much energy to everybody else in the family yeah. you know, that I, I do run myself down and I'm not one for doing self-care, but I know I need to, yeah. you know, and with uni and the kids, you know, and I'm up at six in the morning and I'm often not in bed till well after midnight. Yeah, well, yeah. So I'm always tired. <laughs> but it, it, it's like I'm okay with that. You know, because I'm doing things for me, yeah. but I know that I need to take time out to do things for me too. More time. You know, and it's all, I often don't until I'm reminded by my husband. Yes. He says, you look exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Go to facial guy. You're a little crabby today. Let's fix that. <laughs> yeah. And then we do. We, you know, he says... You know, and, and one of our favourite things to do is we'll drop the kids off at school mm. and drive. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll drive until we have to pick the kids up from school, you know. And we always end up in the most bizarre places. But we just drive and talk. You know, we, we, we love a good road trip. <laughs> Yeah. I think you're so right. It's due to the, the little things. It is the little things. You know, it's not a matter of going and spending $500 on a, on a day spa. And sometimes that's required, but more so it's the little things. It's, if you can't take a whole day trip, then, you know, a whole road trip, drive for 20 minutes if you can. If that's, yeah. if that's what it takes just to give you a bit of a buzz, then right. minutes. Sometimes it's even as much as, you know, because um, I'm... Um, sitting at this computer a lot of my time, you know, and, you know, we'll have dinner and my husband will say, I think you need a night off. Nice. So we'll just go and we get pizza or we'll make nachos or, and we will just sit on the couch, eat crap and watch movies. And love yourself amazingly in the process. Yep. Yep. That's right. You know, we'll have bacon and eggs for dinner or, you know, and that's, it's good. Love it. I don't stress about it. No, that's right. You're giving some advice to your younger self around the shaved head. You talked about about your daughters and what kind of role model you want in placing them. What do you before we wrap up? Is there anything you know? There's going to be people listening that you know either by the podcast or on the YouTube show. People people want to know what do you reckon your your you know your top tip is to be able to fall in love with you. I think I think it's different for everybody. Sure. You know what what works for me doesn't work for everybody else. But I think focusing on your energy is really important. You know and. For me, it's kind of like, do I really want to waste my energy worrying about this? Nice. You know, and a lot of it, even with interacting with people on a day-to-day basis, yep. uh, there's a lot of negative people out there. I don't have the energy. No, that's right. So, and I think focusing on my energy and where I choose to put that energy is really important for me. You know, 
you got to kind of think. Big picture, you know. I don't... I need to choose where my energy goes because the energy you put out is going to be the energy that you get back. Yeah. You know, and if, it's, if you're full of negative energy about yourself or the world or whatever, that's what you're going to get back. Yeah. You need to sort of focus on your energy more than the physical. Definitely. Physical is physical. That's an absolutely incredible tip and one that people can very much take away with, you know, where do you want to spend your energy? Do you want to spend it worrying about the fat rolls or do you want to get on with living your dreams? I think that's right. I learned that as a big one. I realized that for over a decade on my goal list, at the top of my goal list was to lose weight. Yeah. Every single year. And I would lose weight and I'd put it on and I've done it. I've, you know, I've, I've lost and put on probably 140 kilos, 150 kilos in my life. Yeah. I wasn't any happier or any closer to my dreams. So... So I, I, I stopped. I stopped weighing myself and, and decided... Yeah, I, I don't weigh myself. No. Scale, no, don't care. <laughs> value on this friggin' number. Yeah. So if I put on a kilo, I was the worst person in the world. If I lost one, I'm the best person in the world. Yeah. It's... it's, it's internal on my own, my own energy and going, where do I want to spend it? You know what? I want to spend it on... On sharing love to the world. <laughs> That's where I want to yeah. screw the fat rolls. Still look after myself and my health and, and eat well most of the time. But you know, <laughs> keep worrying about whether or not I'm too fat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. It's all about perspective and your energy and and it, it's it's work. It's yeah. it's work. But anything, anything that is worth doing is worth working hard for. Anything. Yeah. And really, L'Oreal has had it for a long time because you're worth it. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that fits in, but... But you are. You are. Definitely. Yeah. Emma Matthew, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm so thrilled to have had you, had you on our show today. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Absolutely. I'm going to get this out to everybody. You can be able to share this online with, um, with whoever you want who thinks it might be able to get some value out of learning from such a, a valuable story from, from a young girl who liked herself all the way through to, to, to drug abuse, but out the other side, someone who has absolutely come to a place where they continue to work on themselves and value their brain over their body. Yeah. Thank you, Emma. Absolute pleasure. Till next time, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. I hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast and YouTube show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you for your attention and thank you for your eyes and ears. Hope that you got a lot out of it today. If you do know anybody or if you yourself have an amazing story of confidence and self-worth, I'd love to hear from you. Just email loveyourself at moreconfidence.com.au. I will get that email immediately. I'll be in touch and we can see if we can get you onto Katie's couch. Talk to you then. Katie, Katie on the couch.